Hello everyone, welcome back to the main event. You're back with me, Daniel. And Aaron. How are you, Aaron? We're back in the same room together this time. Finally, it's been like it's been too long. I've missed your face, mate. Uh, yeah, we've uh, been doing a long distance, long distance relationship. Missed everything. But uh, now that you're back, um, back in the same room with me, should be a lot of fun. I say that, although I've just seen your notes that you brought along with you today, all the stats. This so is you... something that you've not seen while I've been away, all the notes <laughs> that I've been reading. Like Rain Man. <laughs> um, it is literally like looking into the Matrix. So I'm not too sure uh, what you bring to the party this week, but and I'm the, excited for it. The I'm problem excited. is, sorry to interrupt, the problem is, is that most of them don't even get used. <laughs> so, mostly it's for my benefit. Just got to be thorough. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, I'm just really looking forward to being undermined every turn with, with statistics and facts. I don't like that. I like gut instincts and, and nonsense. I like hype. I like people jumping on bandwagons. That's what I'm here for. And you're going to undermine all of that. But there should be uh, lots of interesting things to talk about today. Obviously, this is the round of 16 preview for leg two for all these games. So we do know a little bit more about everything after leg one. But we're just going to go through all the games. The last one was a little bit long for this. So we'll try and keep it structured this week. You never know. Jumping right into it, Leipzig versus Spurs. We'll talk about Leipzig first, being the home team. So... A few things to talk about with regards to previous games for Leipzig. Uh, I've noticed that they've drawn the last couple of games. I kept a clean sheet this weekend, but had a much-changed side. Have you noticed anything with them as well, Mr Statman, with all your stats? No, with... Sorry, that's a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so we're not a Tottenham Hotspur. So, um, no, so with, with Leipzig, in terms of people who you would want to have in your team, I think the main thing is that Upacano, I probably butchered that name, is back. Upacano. Yes. Uh, he was suspended for the last game on yellow cards. And so he is a starter for Leipzig. Tottenham are struggling attacking-wise, playing Deli Alley up front or Lucas yeah. Mora. And so I think it's going to be a nice return to have him in the team. And he's 4.4 to have in the team. In terms of with Leipzig stats, something that I... Something that I've noticed with the past few games is that they've not really dominated on possession... For example, against Bayern Leverkusen when they played the full team, they had 37% and that was at home. Oof. That could play into Tottenham's hands a little. However, with the negative ways of coaching that Mourinho brings and the way that he's already started attacking some of his players after this weekend, I don't know if how that will play out. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think to talk about Leipzig, we do need to talk about Tottenham because they're in sort of free fall at the minute. They drew at the weekend 1-1 with Burnley. Fortunately, they got a penalty which Deadly Ali converted. But in the first half, they were absolutely awful. They had one shot on target. Mourinho came out afterwards and said, he didn't name the player, but everyone presumes it's in Dombele that he's talking about that he's just not ready for Premier League football. The injury of Son and Kane are really, really hurting them. 
Hugo Lloris was back from injury. He made a mistake for the Burnley goal, but it was his first game back. Tottenham, the week before, obviously, were beat off, beat off Chelsea. They've been beaten off Wolves since as well, 3-2. That was a bit of a topsy-turvy game. And also in the FA Cup... Tim in Norwich, masterclass. Norwich are bottom of the league. So they can't beat Norwich in the FA Cup. They can't beat the rivals Chelsea. They can't beat Burnley and they can't beat Wolves. I can't see them going away to Leipzig and doing anything. The um, the only players, if you were to look at Tottenham, that I think you'd be a lunatic to do so anyway. I'll be staying clear of them. But the only two players that I can really see would be Lo Celso. Came on the second half against Burnley, changed the game. He is a class act. And again, Eric Lamella won, won the penalty. He can turn on a little bit of magic from time to time, Lamella. And he's had, although Tottenham having one of their worst seasons, if not their worst season in the last sort of five or six years, Lamella's probably had his best season for them. I still won't be going near them. Um, but with Leipzig, looking at their players, I will be going for a Leipzig defender. My concern is with Lema, he played a full 90 minutes at the weekend and didn't play the week before. So will he play? He's played every other game, but I don't know. Um, Mukiele plays higher up the field, so that may be uh, maybe more beneficial. And as you mentioned earlier, Upa Meccano is a starter. He plays every game, guaranteed. And um, with those price points, Lema's 4.2, uh, Mukiel is 4.5 and Uber McCann was uh, 4.4 I'll be going for one of them budget may dictate about which one I go for if I you know, if I am struggling for the 0.1 or 0.2 million with my other transfers but one of those three players is going in my team guaranteed I'm looking at the goalkeeper at 4.4 for a goalkeeper especially with Alisson being injured we haven't gotten at Liverpool yet but I need to get Alisson out of my team yeah and so that could help free up some cash for some other transfers. And I've already got Lamer in my team. Someone who is being watched a lot by the critics is Forsberg. Yeah, Emil Forsberg. And his prices actually went up because of that with his assists. So if you are looking to get him in your team, uh, I would get him in earlier rather than later before everyone else realises that it's Champions League week and starts fixing their teams. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't go near Tottenham players, in my opinion. They might nick a goal, but how much they're actually worth, I don't think it's a, it's a smart bet. Uh, however, you do have the advantage that it's early on in the round, and if they do go badly, you can yeah. sub them out, but... Again, it's that cash that you end up spending on Tottenham players. Yeah. So, do so at your own peril. <laughs> I think this one's a really easy call for me, which means that obviously Tottenham will win. But yeah, I'm going for Leipzig all day long. I can't see Tottenham threatening Leipzig in the slightest. Do, can you? No, I can't. And according to odds, uh, there's 62% chance to win and a 21% chance to draw, meaning and Tottenham have to score. They yeah. can't sit back and defend like they have. If they do, they'll be knocked out because Leipzig well, have the goal. You say that, I still think Mourinho will see this as a 1-0. He'll, 
he'll try to do what he, what he always does. He'll let Leipzig play for 70 minutes and then the last 20, he'll try and get Tottenham to turn it on and in those 70 minutes, it's a case of can Leipzig score because if they can, Tottenham are scoring two. So we'll move on quickly. We'll get straight into Valencia at Atlanta. Quite fortunate that it is this way around just with a lot of uh, games being played behind closed doors for for the Italian teams now. So we've... Well, Valencia is actually being played behind closed doors now. Is it really? Oh, goodness. Anything so, else? Um, well, God, that's going to affect everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no fans to attend Valencia-Atlanta Champions League match in Spain because Bergamo in Atlanta is the quarantine zone. So anyone in Italy who has coronavirus has to go to Bergamo now because they're trying to contain the virus. So are Valencia fans not allowed in though? Or is that no. considered unfair? It's considered... Well, it's more so it was Valencia's decision. Okay. Because um, both fans have... Both teams have to agree with it. And the uh, coronavirus okay. hasn't been a big issue in Spain yet. Yeah. So it was Valencia's agreed decision with Atalanta to play behind closed doors. Okay. So that's... It, I think it's quite interesting. How do you think that's going to affect the teams? I think... I think... At, well, Atalanta have had... Have only had to play one game since the Valencia match. Have they? They Because of the postponements and... Yeah, so they were meant to play Lazio this last week. However, because of the suspended matches the week before... Any suspended matches, rather than getting played near the end of a like when it's a clustered end of the season, are getting played this week. So it was kind of All like right. the winter break in the Premier League, like five yeah. games last week, five games this week. So Atlanta played last week, and the week before against Sassuolo, that was postponed. So, so they have played one game and won seven two. <laughs> Got any stats on that? Who scored? I haven't seen that one. Yes. Yeah, so Zapata scored a hat trick. Oh. God. Ilicic. Got two. The boy. Yeah, he, he scored and got two assists. And uh, Pasalic, who was one of the stars of the game against Valencia, got two assists as well. So that's four assists in his last two games. I just think it's interesting with that front three. I wonder how they're going to be used because like, it's going to be... I think it's going to be an end-to-end game similar to the last one where yeah. you don't know what the scoreline could be. I think that away goal, Valencia winning 3-0, you could see it, but Atalanta not scoring, it's hard to... It is hard to imagine that, especially without sort of a partisan home crowd. We know what the Valencia fans can be like. They're, they're a loud bunch. They're, they support the team well. Maybe not previous managers. But uh, certainly their team. So that is going to be really interesting to see. I'm just having a little look now in terms of, unless you already know, is Pasalic class as a midfielder on the game? Yes, he is. How much is he? I'm not going to ask. 6.4. That's not bad, is it? He's the same price as Gomez. And so Gomez normally... Gomez is quite interesting. You get used in different ways. If you look at his heat maps over yeah. the last few games, there's ones where he has reached box to box, and then there's times where, like in the Valencia match, I'm sure I said this last week, yeah. where he just stuck on the box. So it's going to be hard to know what his role is. Yeah. But Pasalic, he is a pretty much sure starter, and all of Atlanta have been rested um, while yeah. Valencia. 
they drew the last match against Alaves. Yeah. So, I think sometimes though it's a bit of a debate that's going on with Liverpool at the minute as well is that some people feel like the winter break actually did them harm because they lost momentum. I don't know whether that's just an excuse, but some teams. A bit like how what Neymar was saying, where he said he wants those runner games, he likes the build up. A rest can do two, one of two things. Yeah, it can provide extra legs, give you a bit of extra energy, but it can sometimes break a team's momentum. So it's going to be interesting to see what effect it has on uh, Atalanta. But thankfully, obviously, they got that game in at the weekend. That was this weekend, yeah, the 7 2. No, that was last weekend. So oh, last weekend. So, week. so they're going in fresh. Yeah, it's just whether that momentum's broken, but they've also had a week, a full week and a half of, of you know, tactical training on the game, how Valencia play, how to target. I'm really comfortable with my two Atlanta players, three Atlanta players being in there with their Galini, Gossens and Ilicic. Ilicic has had a price drop. Yes, he's had a price drop, but Gossens and Polomino have had price rises, so people are going for Atlanta defenders by the look of it and dropping their attackers yeah insane absolutely insane i don't think anyone watched the, the last game so if you were someone that didn't watch the last game and you, you're still thinking about your transfers atlanta looks really weak they've just scored seven goals and conceded two so you don't be going for defenders unless you're going for one of the two fullbacks who actually play as wingers so that is hatterboa and gussens the other, the other three centre backs looked absolutely abysmal against Valencia in the first game, and I don't know what else Ilicic has got to do. So, I do, in terms of getting that price rise, if anything, I thought more people would have him in, with how well he played. Yeah, the world of um Champions League fantasy football is a weird one. I can only imagine that it's because they're so cheap. And they're trying to free up funds. That's but all I can six, see happening. Six point two or whatever he was, six point three for Ilicic. That's really cheap for a centre midfielder like that. Has just scored. Yeah. He's in good form. He's in great form. So yeah, I would only if to That's, round that up, if we had to say get players. Zapata scored a hat trick. Ilicic. If you want to spend that much on Zapata, uh, and you have the a good strength team to be able to have him in your team could be a differential. But other than that, I would probably stick with Ilicic, who seems to be having a price drop. Um, He's clearly going to be a differential as well, to a point where if it, if people are selling him, keep him, absolutely keep him. His price can only go up. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, and I'm guessing... you th- Obviously, I think we both think Atlanta's going to go through. Do you think Atlanta are going to win the game? I think Valencia will hammer them. Um, hammer them? Yeah, like, I, I mean, like, not necessarily maybe in the scoreline, but I think they're going to pelt at the goal with loads of shots, like the last yeah. game. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting uh, because before Atalanta got into their groove of scoring goals, it could have easily been 3-0 Valencia. Yeah. So, and the odds have it pretty balanced as well. Yeah, I think, yeah... I think that it's going to be a high-scoring affair on both sides. I can't call it in terms of what the score is going to be, but I think Atlanta will go through one way or another. 
Uh, it's a bit worrying that I've got a goalkeeper and a defender, but I can change them out over the second match day. We spoke about this last week. I have to get rid of players that are injured, so I don't really have a choice. That's what I have to do, so I've already got to get rid of of bare minimum Lewandowski and Kante, and we've got to go from there, really. Just last one. Uh, I felt bad on the last time we did this. We skipped Valencia as well. I guess we're just because we're so excited about Atalanta as a talent. But Condogbia, he is a pretty sure starter, 4.9. And for those who were unlucky enough to have Kante in their team... <coughs> uh, <coughs> Me. Thanks, Paul. So he got Don't four listen to Warren. He's just trying to stitch everyone up. He's not a nice person. He got four points from ball recoveries. So that's, that's all right, just, that isn't it? It would have been five, but he got yellow carded. So he is a option for Valencia. Yeah. In a very attacking affair that could get you a few points for a low price. Yeah. Um, for all of Atlanta's defensive insecurities, Valencia actually didn't look decisive. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna stay away from Valencia players anyway. Again, one thing just to remind you as a tactic. Pick players that you think are going to go through the next round so that you're not having to use like all your substitutions. You don't have to use a wild card, things like that, okay? For the next podcast, because there won't be games. Oh, sorry, not for the next podcast, podcast after, sorry. Uh, we will be going through some like wild card and options. So hold fast, don't use your wild card just yet. And I think as well that the wild card it might be worth saving it for that round because you'll then be able to see if it's done the same way last year where they were able to see the route to the final. Yeah. So, for example, if you win this, you'll face them in the semi-final and then you'll face them in the final. So you can kind of see people's route there. Yeah. And so, so I just hope Atalanta go through after... I don't know if you saw, but the event is oh, comments. What a douche. So I just hope Atlanta prove everyone wrong whose wage bu- budget is the exact same as Redden's. Yeah, exactly. Just for anyone that didn't see that quote, I, I don't have the exact quote, but it was along the lines of um, so Juventus's president said, Yeah, we respect Atlanta and what they're doing, but they shouldn't really, des- they don't deserve a place in the Champions League out of merit. Over one good season. Because they've had one good season, whereas other teams have had continued success. I say that the last team Italian team to win a Champions League, if I'm not mistaken, was 2007, Milan. So it's not like they've been achieving in the Champions League anyway. Juventus have been to two finals, beating them both Barcelona and Real Madrid. Again, might be wrong, but I think that's right. Like, yeah, it's absolutely disgraceful what you're saying. You're there by merit. They deserve to be there. They were in a difficult group. They've gotten through. They've absolutely battered Valencia in the first leg of the round of 16. They're a great, exciting team. Like, especially for, like, you know, Aaron, me and you don't have our our club in here. That's a team that, I'd, of all the teams, I want Atlanta to win. They're, they're the team that I would want to win. They're the absolute underdog. I be- hope they get Juventus in the next round and knock them, and knock them out. Genius. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so moving on to PSG versus Dortmund. For me, the game of the um of the day, this one, with just how on a knife edge it is. 
and the two teams like the ridiculous so I managed to watch a little bit of the Dortmund game this weekend so we'll, we'll just go into Dortmund I know they're the away team but they it was a tale of two halves for Hakimi so Hakimi is in my team he's in your team is he in your team? no he's not which I'm kind of nervous about so Hakimi did his absolute best to let Mönchengladbach score at the, this weekend Um it was almost like he was wearing one of their shirts. He was he was playing that well for them. And then in the second half, sort of around 10, 15 minutes from time, he does his mazy little run, picks the ball up, a bit of a heavy touch, and then just slots it past the keeper. Excellent finish. Like It was the finish of a striker. Really close to the post, inside of the net. Absolutely beautiful. And that is why I've got him in my team. He is going to get ruined in this game, I think, by PSG's front line. But with PSG's defensive frailties themselves, I think he can nick a goal. And ultimately, I can live with that. I can risk him getting a goal for the sake of clean sheet points. When he's a winger anyway, let's be honest. like It's not like he actually plays in defence. So it is going to be nervous because I think looking at how he played, and Mönchengladbach really targeted him at the weekend, it, it is nerve-wracking to think of what PSG could do to him because he's really poor defensively. He's absolutely shocking. The rest of the Dortmund team, defensively as well, didn't play particularly well. They did concede a bit of a sloppy goal. They, sh- they should have conceded a few goals, to be honest, in that game, but they got away with one. The keeper played really well. Um... And it's unsurprising, really, that Guerrero's hit a price drop, as I see your lovely spreadsheet there, Aaron. Not because he's a bad player, but just purely because of their defensive frailties. And people are looking at defenders trying to get what's natural, which is the clean sheet points for them. I personally, if you've got Guerrero in, wouldn't panic. You don't need to get rid of him. You've got him for the attacking points. If you've got Hakimi and Guerrero and you're thinking, actually, I'd prefer to go for a Leipzig defender... Something, you know, a little bit more security at the back. That's absolutely fair enough. But if you've just got him and not Hakimi, don't be in a rush to get rid of him at all. If anything, the Thomas Mounier is suspended. So I don't know who they're going to play at right back. Are they going to play Bernat, who's naturally left-footed? Are they going to play him on the right? Are they going to play Kazawa on the le- on the right? Either way, they're going to have a left-back playing on the right. And so that means that the left-sided players of Dortmund have an advantage. So you've got Hazard and you've got Guerrero, Guerrero who's just got a price drop. So. Sancho. Yeah, so... Depends on who plays for them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hazard scored at the weekend, but that is sometimes an indication that he might not play. Uh, it is what's difficult with the Champions League, obviously. Rotations, you never quite know what's going to happen. It's a difficult one to see. I just stick to what we were saying before the previous round of 16. Stick with your big guns. Hakimi, Sancho, Haaland. It's beyond me if you don't have Haaland in yet. Has he had any price movement? No, he hasn't. 4.7. I don't get it. I just don't get it. (laughs) If anyone could let us know how the algorithm works for price rises and drops, please do. Because it's just insane. And then tell the Premier League. But that's a different podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs>
Paris Saint-Germain, they may change it up for, in terms of formation due to Verratti and uh, Mounier being injured. However, I think they'll just go with Idrissa Gay and Herrera. I don't think they'll change anything. Too much, yeah. They'll try to just go attacking. They, their last game this weekend was postponed due to coronavirus. So we'll see what a fully rested Paris yeah. Saint-Germain looks like. Mbappe was unbelievable. I saw that goal. He's a joke, isn't he? Right, we'll go for it. We'll, we'll have a little bit of it. We'll go segue. We'll just go off for a sec. Mbappe or Haaland. Not in terms of fantasy. We're talking like, you've got the money to buy either one. You can financially afford either one. Which one would you buy? Mbappe. Yeah, me, me too. I would as well. Because... I- he can create a chance. Well, I mean, I'm not saying Haaland can't. I saw his goal against Paris. Yeah. But I would just say Mbappe because if I had the money for Mbappe, I might not have the money for anyone else in my team. <laughs> so at least they can, like, do Sam Allardyce, ping the ball up. <laughs> Mbappe just run on <laughs> to the Imagine end. Imagine Mbappe playing for Sam Allardyce. <laughs> All right then, lads. Um, so you're going to get the ball. The goal at long ball, but it's long passing. You're going to pass it in. Killian, I don't pronounce his surname, Killian. It'd be absolutely brilliant, that. <laughs> Trying to get it to him. But the thing is, he probably in for his head anyway. He's a strong lad. Like He doesn't not. He doesn't have 21, does he? Let's no. be honest. He looks 27. So, yeah. Get some moisturiser, Killian. Sam Allardyce in a Champions League podcast. <laughs> yes. Sam, if you want to join us, uh, he won't come back to the North East, will he? No. Oh, he could not stand it up here. Um... Yeah, uh, if Sam Allardyce wants to apply for the PSG job when uh, Tuchel leaves, that would also be acceptable. That'd be great with, <laughs> with Di Maria in there playing under Sam Allardyce. See what happens with financial fair play. Yeah. Oh, well, he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. That's why I got sacked from the England job, just a little bit of tampering and getting Sorry. people up. Sidetrack, <laughs> getting sidetracked. <laughs> um, with Paris Saint-Germain and... Dortmund with this game if to have them in your team Di Maria is an affordable option if you are struggling with to know which midfielders to get especially He's... if you had Son and didn't manage to get him out in time yeah. he could free you up He's on a price drop as well unfortunately for me because I've already got him 8.5 he is the set piece taker he gets goals he gets assists if you can't afford the big boys up front He's a really smart pick, so in my opinion. He's a good option. And then I would reckon that this game has the better captaincy options than the Liverpool Atletico 100%. Madrid 100%. So, Horrible game, that. Do you think um, Cavani's got a chance? I don't really know why he doesn't play. I still think he's one of the best forwards in the world. And he got a goal and an assist in that in that 4-2 win. He's, he has quality. He's absolutely quality. I appreciate they've got like the three... They, they do have some great players to play up front, Mbappe, Icardi, Neymar, but I, I don't know, for me, I would just be playing him through the middle, unquestionably. I think it just has to do with the formation that they play. I mean, he played in the last league game for them, yeah. but was then substituted out for Icardi, so yeah. I don't know. I think it was the game before he got a, he got a goal and assists. Sarabia scored again um, in the 5-1 decimation of Leon. 
who were mentioned, he ticks away Sarabia. He does take away with a few points. So, again, if you're looking for a cheap differential, I do think Sarabia would be all right. He's 6.8 million. I I would not have any... If I needed a player of that value, that middle price value, I wouldn't have any hesitation to put him in. I've already got Di Maria, and I don't want to get rid of him on a price drop. I don't want to lose the money. Agreed. So, moving on to Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. Oh, my God. What Football a headache. moves quick. <laughs> Last time, we were talking about how Liverpool hadn't conceded at home so long. Yeah. They then lose. They look very shaky. The winter break hasn't done them any favours. In the meantime, Atletico Madrid have their full-strength squad back. Joe Felix is playing for them again. They've got Morata and Costa. They This game looks like it's going to be all attack versus defence. Will Anfield play in effect is the question. I kind of hope not. I do what... I don't know, it's hard. Watching that first game, I really wanted Atletico Madrid to go out because I hate the games that they play, the falling around, the the slowing the game down. It's not great as a spectator, I suppose, but Liverpool have been getting cocky recently. The um, Obviously, they got a real thumping off Watford just to throw in a bit of nuance for anyone that doesn't follow the Premier League too much. I didn't watch it. Uh, Joe Gomez was injured for that game and in came Dejan Lovren. What a joke. What an absolute joke he is. Um, Troy Deeney came out afterwards and was sort of saying his game plan that they targeted Dejan Lovren because they felt Dejan Lovren would have a point to prove. Battled him for the ball at every opportunity and Troy Deeney rolled him for one of the goals just because of his trying to be overzealous to get the ball every time. He was really poor but the entire back four was bad. Van Dijk wasn't great in that game. Trent Alexander-Arnold was awful. He just gave the ball away for the uh, for the third goal and Andy Robertson wasn't doing much either. So it was a bad day at the office for them. They then were quite comfortably knocked out of the FA Cup by Chelsea. I don't take too much FA Cup games into mind because there's different focuses... Young players can play. It's not necessarily a full-strength team. They were playing, obviously, another Champions League team in Chelsea. So, I can't really go too much off that one. And then, at the weekend, they beat Bournemouth 2-1. So, they did concede. However, it was their 22nd consecutive home league win. And also, the Bournemouth goal... Should have been disallowed. Callum Wilson, did you see the goal? Callum yeah, Wilson yeah. just pushed Joe Gomez in the back. To be fair, after that, the player by Bournemouth was great. It was and no Liverpool player just fancied marking Callum Wilson again. Uh the they did look a little shaky at times, but overall, yeah, it was a fairly comfortable win after the first sort of ten minutes and after the James Mill clearance off the line. I haven't been following Atletico Madrid, if I'm being brutally honest with you. That's why you're here, Aaron. Mr. St- Mr. You're a step man. <laughs> um, so what I found is that Adrian, he, although he is a good backup keeper, I don't think he's actually kept many clean sheets because I've only, I mean, I've only looked at recent form and he was playing at the start of the season. I think it, he struggled to keep clean sheets at the start of the season. 
and it wasn't until Allison came in where they actually got their first clean sheet. Yeah. So that puts at risk that Atletico Madrid could nick a goal. Atletico Madrid have drawn the last two games. They draw 2-2 at the weekend and drew 1-1 the week before. Okay. Um, But they are slowly introducing their injured players back, which I feel was the was the cause of it. Yeah. Joe Felix started and scored this week and then was substituted with 80 minutes. He's a midfielder on the game as well, isn't he? But he yeah. just plays like a sort of centre-forward kind of... Diego Costa has come on every game for the past uh, few games around the hour mark. Yeah. So if there isn't going to be anyone to upset Anfield, it could be him. But he's not starting, so I wouldn't yeah. waste the money on him. However, when it comes to to Liverpool, I actually didn't realise this until I was watching highlights that Firmino apparently has an Anfield curse this season. I don't know if you've seen that. No, what is it? So Firmino's Anfield curse, he scored 10 goals this season and all of them have come away from home. Unpopular opinion time. So um, guys are probably going to do something... Um, in the summer, obviously, when there's no Champions League football, we keep the podcast going, um, where we sort of go through unpopular opinions, and we've got like a little bit of an idea for that to keep everything fun. I'm just going to throw one out there. Um, there's been a lot of talk recently about like how good the Liverpool team is, and the world class ability of Roberto Firmino. This is his, in my opinion, this is by far and away his worst season for Liverpool, per like in terms of. Once every five games, you'll do something where you'll unlock the door for another player. And once every five games, you'll get a goal. Something ridiculous like that. He's not been at it at all. He has been world-class for them in the past. Last season, he was great, particularly unlocking the doors for other people. And the season before that, he was scoring a lot of goals himself, which is all you'd ever want from a striker. But I think people have got all ready for him rose-tinted glasses and also I think that people don't like to feel stupid and a lot of people couldn't see what Firmino did for Liverpool as the glue in that forward line for so long that when they sort of did finally see it because people like you know Gary Neville would come out and speak about it a lot uh, lots of pundits would talk about just how good he is they go Oh yeah, I still can't see it, but yeah, I'll agree. And they can't let this notion go. He's not been very good this season. In my opinion, I don't think he has been good this season. Don't get us wrong, he's not Joe Linton bad. But he's not been the world-class force that he has been for Liverpool, or that people still think that he is. So it's it's up to you if you want to stick him in you'll probably get a hat-trick and two assists or something now that I've spoken about him Liverpool like way. to prove us wrong on this podcast oh they love it so I am taking Joe Gomez out 100% in I, terms of Atletico Madrid it's going to be very hard to predict what their back four is going to be I can see that Felipe will play he's got a price rise however Kieran Trippier is coming back from injury and him and Vershalko are switching in and out a lot. And so, also, Lodi and Hermoso have been alternating yeah. left-backs. I th- 
So I, I don't know what you think, Dan, about... I think six-year guns, Lordy will play. And so, but do you think that it will be worth keeping a clean sheet? Do you reckon for his price point to keep him in? or I 100%... If you've already got him, don't get rid of him. If you haven't got him, don't be in a rush to get him in. He's 4.2 million. Uh, it's a tough game to predict, but there's lots of games afterwards to change him up. He's at a price point where he can be an enabler to get better price players elsewhere. Atletico Madrid are always capable of keeping keeping a clean sheet irrespective. So definitely, definitely don't be afraid to have him. And I just think in terms of him playing, I do think you'll play. It's a Champions League game. He is the starting left back. Yeah, like players will rotate. Players will get a chance. You know, Phil Foden played... Um, against Man United this weekend he played in the League Cup by the way he's man of the match in the League Cup unbelievable performance for how young he is especially like amongst that talented group of players but um, he's not like as well as he's played like just because he's played this week Phil Foden wouldn't start ahead of other players if you know for the Champions League game against Real Madrid probably managers will stick to players that they know can handle the pressure they're going to Anfield. He's not going to put in a borderline unproven left back. I'm not saying like Hermoso's inexperienced or anything, but compared to to Lodi's experience already playing in the Champions League, already playing against Liverpool, and already having a phenomenal game against Liverpool, completely stifling uh, Mo Salah, you'd be a lunatic to change. Yeah, I agree with that. So with the um with the last group of fixtures for next week, obviously. Um, lots of things can happen between now and then. Injuries to certain players, also form. So we'll just sort of try and do these like really quickly. Fly through them, Aaron. Yeah, we've got the Man City Real Madrid game. Man City are in terrible form. I appreciate obviously the they won in the League Cup final against Aston Villa. They laboured to a victory in the FA Cup. A one nil win, um. Against Sheffield Wednesday, who in the second tier of English football, it was it was a real labour, and they got beat two nil off Man United. Obviously, they do have a game, next week, so see what happens there. De Bruyne has been injured for, the game against Man United. He may be injured against Arsenal, because they've got um, they've got Arsenal midweek as well as Burnley at the uh, next weekend, but Man City have. Again, came off the boil, but Pep loves a masterclass, so probably, like, in terms of tactical masterclass, so I wouldn't look too much into it. They do have two more games to get it right. Real Madrid hit a really nice run in terms of the um, the one El Clasico, 2-0. Um, however, at the weekend, they then decided to get beat off Real Betis. So, there seem to be two teams that in a big game where tactics are involved, they can they can pull out a result. It's sort of against teams with less of a challenge. You kind of just feel like they can't be bothered or they don't put in as much effort or whether they think they're too cocky or whatever it is. So um yeah, I think um I think Man City are in pole position for this one, especially with the with the Ramos suspension so obviously get rid of Ramos De Bruyne's on a price drop I, I, that must be because he got injured but there's like 
a week or two left and he might be fit for the Arsenal game. So I don't know who's getting rid of De Bruyne from the team. Uh, Mares is hit a price drop. David Silva's hit a price drop. So there's some players here that are on a downward trajectory that people can pick up. I wouldn't go for the Man City defenders a goalkeeper. The goalkeeper against Man United was awful on multiple occasions. Uh, Sergio Aguero's on a price drop. So have a look at some of these players. See if they fit into your team. De Bruyne is still really interesting for me because he's just such a world-class player. He's the, he's the best midfielder in the world. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Nothing's changed my mind since. And um, we saw how good Riyad Mahrez was against Real Madrid. Didn't get a goal, which obviously we need the points for fantasy. But in terms of putting in the right actions to get one, I thought he did brilliantly in that game. As far as Real Madrid go... Uh, Vinicius Jr. set a price drop even though he did brilliantly well against Barcelona I thought he did really well in moments against Man City so looking for a differential forward Vinicius could be the one at this stage though I would just go for two pricey forwards and Haaland does my cheap one but that's personally me yeah I would go with in this game I would Either go with a Real Madrid midfielder because they're cheaper. They're around the 6 million, 5 million mark. Isco's 8, but I would potentially go with Casemiro for the ball collections. But he probably will pick up a yellow card. So I would probably stick with De Bruyne, Sterling. And I would probably go with Gabriel Jesus over Aguero. Seems that Pep's trusting him more. Yeah, uh, got the goal season. as well. Got the goal. Um... Jesus didn't play. He came on in from the, the bench against the dog. Uh, God, my English tonight is terrible. He came off the bench in the derby. Is what I'm trying to tell everyone. Um, didn't do anything. But yeah, um, Juventus Leon, big shock result there. We played behind closed doors. Yeah, with the coronavirus. So um, that again will play into Leon's favour. I think. Without that uh, partisan home crowd, Ronaldo lost his goal-scoring record this weekend against um the player Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah, one two nil, Ramsey and Dybala scored, but uh yeah he he didn't score, so that's a bit concerning. He's not in the hottest of form at the minute, and I think Ronaldo loves a crowd. I think it it does affect his game. So, so that's annoying. That's really, really annoying because he's a lot of money. So, I don't know whether a bottle dropping Joe Gomez and get rid of Ronaldo. Yeah, it is hard. With obviously, with only being able to have three transfers in terms of Leon, like we were saying, that it's their home form that is helping them, but. Uh, if you are going to get a Leon player, I would just go with Toussaint. Yeah. Again, 4.5, and Great. he's doing well. For Juventus, uh, Chiellini is back into the team and playing regularly. However, he's working on his fitness, so I don't know if he'll play in terms of getting the... If you're going to transfer him in for the deadline, obviously, the for the games next week, you won't be able to transfer people in. You've got to have it ready by this week, which is a bit annoying. But he's 
cheaper than the other ones. Uh, he's cheaper than Benucci and Delict, so he could play to help shore up the defense. However, I would stick with. If I was going to get anyone from Juventus, they have so many attacking points. Dybala could be a potential if you're looking for a Lewandowski replacement. Uh, that way you don't have to try and find extra cash from another player. Yeah. And he would free some up. That's a potential. But I would probably only stick with Matuidi, potentially Bentancur, or Dybala. And... Ronaldo obviously is Mr. Champions League, but he's very expensive uh, compared to the points that he's actually earned. Yeah. So far, Dybala seems to be the better option. Benton, Coma, Tweedy, both on price drops. Wouldn't go for Quadrado because he played at fullback again this weekend. But he's classed as midfielder, so he's like a reverse out of position. Don't want any of that. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, so on to the next game, uh, we've got Barcelona and Napoli, another juicy tie. Um, what's, what's the word coming out of Napoli, Aaron? You're the, uh, our Serie A expert. So Napoli have actually been in decent form lately, just consistently grinding out good results. They're not winning hugely, but they're just grinding and grinding. And, and so they beat Torino... Last week, the game uh, in midweek against Inter Milan was postponed, so they've had a little bit of a rest. They'll play Verona, and Verona are actually an interesting team. They, until today, actually, were unbeaten in 2020. Really? (laughs) They are meant to be a relegation team, and so... They are a hard team to go and face. Yeah. So Napoli will again have to try and grind out a result. Um, Koulibaly is injured. I don't know if people were... We said last time, don't go for Koulibaly. And we're saying it again, don't go for Koulibaly. He's playing Manolas and Maximovic in defence alongside him. De Lorenzo and Marco Roy are also playing but I would not go for Napoli defence in this game at all again just stick with what we were saying that Mertens is probably the only player you will want from Bar- uh, from Napoli I don't know if you want to add anything uh, to that yeah um, nah. Mertens just if he's the one um, unless they've got a half decent I've got a half decent holder midfielder that's Picking up some they've some got, points. They've got Allen, but and Demi who also plays Demi. Yeah. But in with Barcelona, I doubt they want to get lots of ball recoveries. Yeah, I reckon it'll be the defenders that'll get the most ball recovery points in that in that game. In terms of Barcelona, I watched their game on the weekend, winning one nil. Uh, funny story. We were on Friday night. We're so sick of work. That we were actually looking at flights for that night. To go to Barcelona. To go to Barcelona <laughs> just to watch the game. But you're glad you didn't 1-0. So, and it was a messy penalty oh, that won it. That would been awful. So, Barcelona. Something that surprised me was that Real Sociedad knew to, how to catch them out. 
the yeah. Real Sociedad came so close to scoring so many times. So it's I wouldn't put it past Napoli potentially getting an away goal yeah. through Mertens or Milik by the game proving us wrong again. So in terms of Barcelona buys, uh, Alba is back in the team. Yeah, who can saw add that. an attacking outlet? His goal was disallowed on the weekend, so it just shows yeah. that he is back in attacking positions. Barcelona's midfield is very cheap. The most expensive one is Rakitic, six point six, and he's only recently started playing again. There are obviously suspensions with regards to Vidal. He's not playing, so stay away from him. I mean, I, I wouldn't have him in anyway. I don't know if anyone really does have him in. But yeah, with them um, being uh, suspended for his red card in the previous game against Napoli, it's a bit of an odd one, Barcelona. I think with this game, you've just got to go for who you come like who you know. Um, Alba, I wouldn't go for Tostegan. Because he's not going to get too many save points. Yeah, I'd I'd rather go for Semedo at the back if you were if you're going to go for a Barcelona defender, I'd go for Semedo at the back. Yeah, just might get some attacking returns. And he's five point four million. So. And if you are gonna fork out a lot of uh, money for it a forward, I would go Messi. I wouldn't mess around with Griezmann. He did score. You wouldn't mess around, would you not? Aaron? <laughs> I wouldn't mess around. No. Uh, I would with Griezmann. He scored in the last game, but I saw him again in El Clasico. I saw him in Real Sociedad, and it's almost as if he doesn't want the ball. He hides behind defenders. Yeah. And so I think the pressure of being a Barcelona player is getting to him. Yeah, that's a topic for another day. I think. <laughs> for I, I would stick with Messi if you are going to have that yeah. much saved in terms of that. Um, Especially played at home. Agreed. Okay, on to the next game. Is it the, the last, last game? The it's the last, last game, game. Which is Bayern Chelsea. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, obviously, everyone's got to get rid of Lewandowski. He's, he's injured. Bless him. Uh, Chelsea back four counting the lucky stars or back five as it may turn out to be Chelsea fair play at them really good run of form they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup they beat Everton at the weekend 4-0 granted Everton are pretty shocking at the minute anyway but um, the game it could have been a lot more they played so so well Chelsea that if they can muster up anything like that against Bayern There'll be a game on the day. They're not going to go through. No, I don't uh, think. Uh, three away goals to overturn. But I think you made a good point last week, Aaron, in terms of who's going to... If someone plays in the score, are they going to be on the pitch for a long time? Are they going to get the opportunity to to do more? Because even if it's nil-nil, it's 70 minutes. You'll, you're not going to think Chelsea are going to score three goals. So I think there could be some rotation within the game, not necessarily before the game. So obviously they'll be looking now with Lewandowski being injured as well at who's going to play up front for them. So is Navri going to fill in like a false nine or even Goretzka playing in that position? Is uh, Muller going to take the forward line up front or are they going to play maybe uh, a young player that we haven't really heard too much of? So... It is a bit of a tricky one with the Bayern team. I th- think I might stay clear. I've got Pavard in anyway. But 
I think I might actually stay clear of the midfield. If you've got Nabry in, keep him in. Just it's fine. If you do, if you are desperate, he's eight point two. Such a good price. It's just, is he, is he going to be on the pitch long enough to work his magic? If you, if you've got like the the license to just sort of, oh yeah, I only need to make only one of my players is injured or only one of my players is suspended. I've got complete free reign to make whatever subs I want. Yeah, fair enough, go for um, Nabri. I don't have that luxury. I've got two injured players that I need to get rid of and I probably need to put in a Leipzig defender. So my hands are tired. I think what's going to be interesting is whether Gilmore plays. He's been brilliant. I I don't think he will. You don't think he will? No, I don't think Frank Lampard would do that to him. Three nil, he's losing 3-0. Give him his Champions Again, League debut if nothing to lose. Yeah, but I don't think you do that to a young player. I don't think you say, right, you're getting me 3-0 after the first leg. Yeah, fair enough, go out, it's fine. Yeah. But imagine Bayern roll him over by six, and he's got to live with that. True. Like, Very I true. don't think... I think Gilmore is a special talent, particularly for his age. Cesc Fabregas has been sort of blown the lad's trumpet as well. He was great. He got man of the match against Everton at the weekend. I don't know how Willian didn't. Willian got... a goal and two assists and he should have had another assist for Mason Mount so I don't know how he didn't get man of the match but he Alan Smith give him the man of the match award he was brilliant so yeah good talent look at him for next season's Champions League for sure hopefully it'll be a nice low price point as well but for this game I Lampard I'm not saying Lampard won't play but I just don't think he will and I think um yeah, I think you'll bring in just Jorginho back in, that sort of thing, not messing around, really. So then, on to the last part, Aaron, we're going to talk about we're teams, how we're going to approach the game week, the transfers that we've made officially, although we did discuss it as an EJ thing last week, I think um, my decisions are pretty much exactly the same, but uh, yours is a little bit more interesting. So we're going to just uh, go through our teams. First of all, what are the transfers that you made? So my transfers, I'm still debating one of them, but I'll yeah. talk that through here so that you can still, some of the listeners can still know my, what my thinking is. Okay. So I've got Alisson, who's potentially not fit. It's not finalised on the game yet, but he's, we've heard from Klopp, etc., that he's not yeah, fit. Yeah, the news has said that he's not going to be, uh, be available for that game. So I need to take him out. So I'm debating putting in the Leipzig goalkeeper, which would still have Chesney being able to alternate if Tottenham end up scoring. I need to get Sergi Roberto out. So I was going to put Jordi Alba in because he's back in Barcelona. He gets into attacking positions. Uh, however, there's a couple of different options that I'm looking for. I, could, I was thinking about going Alexandro, but he's been injured. I need to just try and find an attacking outlet from a defending point of view who could potentially keep a clean sheet. Would you not think about going for um, a player that you think is guaranteed for next week, cause, uh, for the next game round, basically? I need to basically get Sergio Roberto out, so that's what I'm unsure about. Going to try and look at a few different defenders. Yeah. Um, Something that I also want to do is... I wanted to have Jaden Sancho as just there for the home leg. 
However, I'm now debating between Nabry or Di Maria in midfield. Yeah. That would free up some cash. But I think my biggest one is that I would prefer to have Mbappe in my team over Neymar. I think Mbappe is just in better form right now. Neymar has been injured and suspended, some say on purpose. <laughs> so, but I think I'm going to have to keep Neymar in my team. And Bless you, the hardship. <laughs> and go for Alisson coming out. I think Alisson, a Leipzig goalkeeper, I think that one's pretty certain. So... It's just who, which defender, am I gonna go for? I'm probably gonna go for a. Well, yeah, that's part of the segment, Aaron. What what defender are you gonna go for? I'm probably gonna go for a fullback, who's attacking. Ah, oh, so now we know a little bit more about nothing. Which one are you gonna go for? Pressure. I'll say Jordi Alba. You're gonna say Jordi Alba, six point six million. Yeah. I think they're gonna go through. Great um, man. Um, and midfield, I'm gonna go Nabry. So there we go. There you go. That's yours. Uh, who's your captain for? Who's your captain for? First day. Yeah, for the first day, I'm and then if it doesn't work out, who's your captain for the second day? So I'm gonna have Ilicic as captain for the first day. Okay. And then now that I guess I'm keeping Neymar in my team, either Neymar or Haaland, but I think I'm gonna go Neymar captain. Oh okay. yeah. It would have been the player that you don't even want in. You want a captain. Yeah, to make them <laughs> worth your while. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no thrills with my subs. I had to get rid of uh, Kante, so I put Thomas in. I just think his ball recovery points, he is like the sixth highest, or seventh highest point scorer on the game for um, a midfielder at 5.5 million. It was between him and Toussaint. Toussaint just have a point more than him on the game, but that's largely because of his goal. He's a bit more up and down. I'm not planning on captaining Thomas, so I just like consistency. Um, yeah, and as far as, you know, working out who's more likely to go through between Atletico Madrid and Leon, it's an equal chance, really. So <clears throat> I'll go with Thomas. I've swapped out Lewandowski. Hopefully he hasn't had too much of a price drop just for my money. But um, I brought Mbappe in um, to play up front. And I've... Had a little look. I'm confident with Lema. He missed a game due to suspension. By the looks of it, it was nothing more than that. The player that replaced him, Savitsa, for that game a couple of weeks ago in the 1-1 draw, usually plays in midfield uh, like further up the pitch than him. He's 4.2, so really happy with that. But I wouldn't have hesitated to have gone for any of the other midfielders, really. Especially the um the two players that play either side of Upper Meccano. They've had a goal each in one of the last three games. So, yeah, that wouldn't have been a problem. I've got 0.5 million left in the bank for rolling into the next game week. My captain, your little copycat, is also Ilicic. If it doesn't go to plan, I'll be moving to Mbappe for sure. I think Mbappe has got a little bit more potential than Haaland in this game with that home advantage. And how... Poorly, Hakimi plays defensively. He's great going forwards. Hopefully, get me a goal or an assist. But yeah, attacking wise, definitely going for Mbappe. 
so we'll just have to um see that I've tried to move with as far as my subs have gone or my transfers have gone. Sorry, not my subs. I've went for players that are playing this week, just to avoid anything to do with unknown injuries and all that nonsense. I I got stung with Kante, where he got injured. In the I'd already made my team. There's nothing to do about. It was really frustrating. So yeah, for me, if you are gonna make transfers, try and make them. I would say, for these opening games, just because, Man City, for example, have two games before the player Real Madrid. Any of their players could get injured in those games. Same, obviously, for Bayern Munich, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you put Nabry and he could get injured, in one of his next couple of games. So. Fingers crossed he gets injured. Oh, I'm only joking. I don't, don't wish injury upon any player. So, um, yeah, that's just the way that I was thinking. Thinking with my transfers. Fingers crossed we'll have another good game week. We did have a good game week uh, last time. 70 points for me, 72 points for you. Like, not the best in the world, but I think if you're hitting 70 points as a bare minimum, you're going to finish pretty high up. Yeah, that's the goal. That is the goal. Well, best of luck, Dan. For Thank you very much. Upcoming game week. Not best of luck to you, Aaron, after mugging me off last week. Uh, generally hope you do terribly. Not the players that we share, though. I hope they do terrifically. Best of luck to everyone else. Uh, yeah, so I've updated the league code, so it's in the description. Uh, feel free to join us. Uh, have a good time with it. We all are just kind of guessing. Uh, also... Feel free to go and visit our public site on Anchor. We, it's a good platform for getting people started up on podcasts. Uh, but you can visit our public site. So if you go on anchor.fm forward slash main event, you can go on and leave us a message for any feedback or anything you would like us to include, any questions that you might have. I've got a question. Criticism. Uh, like... How much you hate us. What? Why have you just spe- spoken all that like Stephen Hawkins? If you would like to leave us a message, please. <laughs> please just go on to anchor.fm forward slash main event. I think it's because it's almost 11 o'clock and it's past my bedtime. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, guys, get on anchor.fm forward slash main event. Leave us a message. Um, If you think there's... Obviously, with the mic situation, we are getting the mic sorted. Hopefully um, by next week. Fingers crossed. We had a bit of a, a blip. They should have been ready for this week. But um, other than that, other than the sound quality, which we appreciate, that's going to... Ch- that, that will change. Uh, obviously... We had to wait for payday to actually buy the mics first of all, and it's really difficult to find like the right mics. It's it's hard because we do have plans for the summer, like I mentioned earlier on, where we try to bring more people into it. So we need to buy the right sort of equipment, not just for us to doing this podcast together, but to do a podcast with multiple people. Um, but if there's anything else, any sort of tips you got for us, any feedback, you want to leave something nice, you want to leave something horrible. Uh, we don't care. We're desperate, so we'll take any feedback we can get. Be as nasty as you like, but um, until then, we'll see you after this round of uh of fixtures. Fingers crossed for everyone. We all get a bag full of points. But we uh hope you enjoy the week. Enjoy the football. Have a good one. Have a good one, Aaron. See you later.